I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the podcast. I read it online somewhere. Your science questions answered. Welcome to I read it online somewhere. Your first protocol for the weird science questions you're too scared to ask. Like... Are slugs just homeless snails? I'm Ross and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Andrew. Hello. And Amy. Hey, guys. Now, I hear we've been getting a bit of interest on something we posted on TikTok and Instagram, something to do with blowing out candles. Yeah, so it was what we discussed last week. Um, so me and Ross thought we were 14-year-old girls and decided <laughs> to make a TikTok. Um of the, the candle stuff, because I'd actually mentioned it to a few friends and they were quite, in, well, they seemed interested in it. I don't know if they're just being polite. Um, so we we did a little mini science experiment, which was quite fun. It Ooh. was, it was good. Now, Amy tried to do it first, but it turns out she couldn't blow through anything. <laughs> and um, I almost set uh, Ross's t-shirt on fire. Yeah, I, so so <laughs> I took over. So the, the face you can see is me. I also didn't like my side profile when I looked back at it, so I was actually glad that yeah, Ross did. I, I had to go and trim my beard. I, <laughs> Ross genuinely went and trimmed his beard. Wow, that, um, that but, is yeah, so, highly professional. This is... Yeah, it was. Wow. Yeah. So we wanted to check how good face coverings were by blowing out a candle through different coverings. So we took a pillowcase, a kid's t-shirt, a cotton t-shirt, a sort of dry sportswear t-shirt, yeah, it was just those three. But interestingly... And a surgical mask. Oh, and the then, mask, yeah. And then, so the surgical mask and... Pillowcase. Pillowcase stopped, uh, so you couldn't blow out a candle through it. Um, but the both the kids' cotton t-shirt and the sports t-shirt, you could blow out the candle through it. So they wouldn't have been... Uh, the, the weird thing with that, or face though, coverings. is the um, kids' baby shark, just for full effect... T-shirt was 100% cotton, the same as the pillowcase, but the pillowcase was much thicker. So obviously that's just... Or just how it's like weaved together must make it a better... Well, the 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 t-shirt was very flimsy, wasn't it? Yeah, but I I still, I expected that one to work. I wasn't expecting it to to be able to blow out the candle from that one. You guys have had a busy week then. Well, uh... TikToking. Yeah, TikToking. Yeah, how's your um, week been? Any TikToks yourself? Uh, yes, I actually made a personal TikTok, uh, which reflects how I had actually told everybody I was TikTok famous, and school started this week, and I am not TikTok famous, um, which was hilarious, hilarious, not hilarious, 
I meant to say hilarity <laughs> ensued there, and I kind of got confused halfway through. I um, just named a star. I just named, yeah. <laughs> Hilarious. Polaris. Um, yeah, there's the physicist. The north Star for anyone interested. Um, but yeah, no, so uh, we, uh, up in up in the north, up in the, past the wall, we uh, we went back to school this week, so uh, we've had some, some, actually some great social distance fun um, and excitement, so it's actually been really good to kind of get back and see everybody um, and sort of hear all their lockdown stories, which has been really good. What we're going to do now is we're going to do the bit we do every week, which is what I read online this week. And we're going to start off this week with me. Uh, my story this week is grey reef sharks form lasting friendships, according to scientists, who found that predators meet with the same group after a night of hunting. Oh. So I think after they go hunting, they basically go down the pub, down the local reef and hang out. Like, oh, that's, a, that's quite cool. I thought it was quite cool. And these are different from Great Whites, the grey reef sharks. Grey reef sharks, yeah. I I don't know of Do what kind of shark somewhere? they are, yeah. But I just I thought it was quite nice to That's quite sweet. I didn't think sharks were very sociable. Maybe they meet up though because like the the people that they've chosen are good at hunting, so it's not really a like friendship thing. It's more Maybe just to just good at getting food. Yeah, or discussing tactics, maybe? Yeah. Oh, hey, Fred, what did you do? Oh, well, I, you know, went for the jugular and, oh, Sarah? <laughs> oh, Specific. you know, I, I lured is it, them is into there different ways of killing? some sort of biting motion. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. They're sharks. I'm not a shark. So what would be your method? If you were a shark, what would you be saying down the reef to... to let's say we were meeting down the right reef. How would you tell me about your day hunting? What 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 method did you use to hunt? Oh, wait, um, oh hey, guys. Uh, so I just, I just killed a, uh, I just ate a shark, uh, a fish, uh, looked like a shark, but actually it was the lensing effect <laughs> of water. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, I saw them and I thought, oh, do you know what? I watched this TikTok the other day. I'm going to boop it on the nose. Boom. Dead. Sonar. Sonar. I use sonar. Sharks don't use sonar. That's a terrible, sonar. No. a terrible thing for a biologist to say. Um, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I take my point. Are right, they not, so- are they not blind though? I don't think they're blind. They've got a very good sense of... They're very like, good at... at sensing yeah, blood. Sensing I, I think blood. they can see, but they don't use their eyes necessarily to hunt. Yeah, it's I more had a, scent. I had an irrational fear as like a 15-year-old girl that if you go into the sea when your period is with you, <laughs> that you're just going to get eaten by a shark. It, it seems irrational, but it also seems relatively logical... Okay, I'm not going to see you again. Yeah, but but I mean I mean I mean I I, I don't I don't once, I, I, once I, a month. I don't think it's true, but you know, yeah, maybe you it never must know. make sense. Yeah, right. So so what I would say if I was coming back from my day of hunting is I uh, I think sharks uh, their tactic they use for hunting is they circle what they want to eat first. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you see a shark circling you. Uh, that's because they're trying to the way sharks like bite is they sort of swim forward, bite, and then swim through. So they like sort of push forward as hard as they can. So they circle you first to make sure the space behind, so that they can actually do their sort of biting and swim through movement. So it's literally like um, the kind of newer cars that have got parking sensors or like cameras. 
and they can sense <laughs> like what's around them. They've just got I can just imagine like a beep going through their head, like if they're getting really close. It's like beep, 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 beep. Yeah, I also feel like that, you know, like they move forward. Some kind of sounds similar to what I said about booping them. Oh, and something it, you, about you shoulder. The, and then, the and then biting them. Uh, I feel what you just said. Plus, there was no characters. Your story was great, but it lacked the characterization. It, it did. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention it. Was, it was too sciencey. Yeah. <laughs> right, question for you. Sharks can't swim backwards, is that correct? Or if they do, they'll die? Something like that? Well, that is definitely an urban myth. Uh, yeah. I, I actually don't think they can swim backwards. Is it something to do with their gills or yeah, something? But I, I think it, it will. Yeah, it, it probably will be to do with the gills because they, they'll... They, Essentially, in order for a shark to breathe, they gulp water, which passes out through their gills and is through this that osmosis? Point, not osmosis, or diffusion. No, diffusion, yeah. So the the air, mm. the the dissolved oxygen that's in the water will, um, through the process of diffusion, move through the gills, and the gills are filtered. Like they, the, the, you know, they've got blood vessels in them, so it'll filter it through. So yes. Mm. Do you know that's the main difference between a shark and a fish? Is they have one more gill slit or one less? Can't remember, but that's how you can tell. tell oh, oh, that's quite cool. Now I feel like I might have made that up. <laughs> I just thought you guys might have agreed with me. Sounds good. Um, but as usual, guys, you know, as usual, if anybody's out there and wants to correct us on our shark gill knowledge, then uh, world please get in listening. touch. <laughs> yeah. Right, okay. That We're going to move on to the next story, and that's going to be Andrew. So, guys, I, I'm going to start off by like asking you just one quick question: uh, What to you, like what, um, what smell signifies summer? Sun cream. Oh, that's a good one. Or springtime, or like like freshness, like outsideiness. A freshly cut grass. Nice. That is a good one. Mm, well, that's it, a good it's one. A, it's I feel a, like you were expecting. I, I will. I will admit. Like I will. Like, admit, I was kind of leading you, I want you to go somewhere. But actually, right, so freshly cussed grass is literally, like, would you say that's a good smell? Well, I think so, apart from it means I'm going to get um, hay fever. Oh, that's true. Um, well, actually, interestingly enough, the delightful smell of freshly cut grass is actually a distress signal. So this week, what? I read online that the smell of freshly cut grass is the plant trying to tell the other plants that it is in danger. Um, and it's just uh, had significant trauma, is the word that's used quite a lot throughout this article. Um, because what happens is when um, the plant is cut, it releases lots of these things called um, volatile organic compounds called green leafy volatiles, um, which uh, sort of have this sort of um, a way to elicit this uh, notification sort of scent. Um, that the plants have went through something rather traumatic. Um, and like being cut in half? Like being cut in half, yeah. So, so why yeah. do they need to tell their neighbours? Why? Um, yeah, so the neighbours can like jump out of the way? Well, it's not... realise they're a plant? It's not so that they can move. It's more just so that um, they're aware. Because obviously um, plants can communicate with each other um, quite well um, through sort of ground roots and, and, and all that sort of stuff. There's a whole bunch of stuff on, on that. Um, but it is just really interesting to see that actually the plants um, like do communicate, although we don't think plants necessarily communicate. But this yeah. this odour that comes out, this odour that we really 
that we sort of as humans really enjoy um actually is a distress signal from the from the plant which i thought i thought was quite interesting yeah that's just a, it's like a plant scream basically yeah yeah so it's a bit like oh you God, know i'm never gonna cut the grass again i know it's a bit like that um what was that movie where the food comes alive and um the uh cloudy the, with a chance of meatball i can't remember what it is no sausage party that's the one <laughs> very different. very different film. Yeah, very, different. very different film not for kids um but actually like yeah they talk about you know where like everything's all fine but it turns out like the food has feelings um but it's it is quite interesting because you know we don't think that like i said you know plants have this ability and um, we don't sort of tend to think about it but actually they have a fantastic way of communicating um with each other Okay, all right, we're going to move on to the last story, which is Amy. Okay, guys, so I didn't read it online. I watched it online. Ooh. So we, might, we might have to change the podcast. Rebranding problems. Um, <laughs> and I watched it on TikTok. Ooh. Um, so I actually thought this was really cool, and I'm hoping I haven't been, like, punked on TikTok, and it is actually a real thing, and it's not just, I don't know, some clever um, camera tricks. But basically, I saw someone take a phone charger. It was an American one, so I don't know if that makes a difference. Um, put the charger into an orange. And then it had a coin, like it looked like a five cents coin, like in the orange. And then the other bit of the coin was in a banana. Then the the plug that was in, was a, um, in the orange was a phone charger for an iPhone. Then they plugged it in the iPhone and it charged. I know there's something to do with reactivity series of metals. So if you have two different metals in something like a lemon, so an orange, you can get a sort of voltage from it. But I'm not sure if you just... Because if you used a, like a plug, if you put that in, that's made of the same metal. Mm. So I'm not sure how you get the electrons moving. Yeah, was it the, right. was it, was it the USB end or was it like a plug? No, it was an actual plug. plug. So was the, plug. it was the actual plug that went in. Yeah, huh. I mean, I'm feeling another TikTok here of testing this. Well, that's yeah. I would use, I would maybe use an old plug. Um, yeah. But I suppose it's a little bit like I mean, I've seen a couple of those other videos where yeah, they they like rub the USB stick or something or the USB end over like a bit of metal and then they plug it into the phone and then it like the phone like comes on as if it's charging. Um, but I don't th- I don't like I don't think you're gonna get full hundred percent from it. Yeah, is this... it is it maybe just something to do with the actual USB cable then? And if it thinks it's got a tiny bit of voltage, it thinks it's it, charging. It might it might just think it's charging. Yeah, so... possibly. But we need we need basically need to test this out because yeah. not sure. But I just wanted to make sure that this actually was a thing, and I've not just made it up. Yeah, no, but I, I you know Ross is right that it's the electric um, reactivity series. It's, uh, why why is something. the banana involved? That's what I'm not sure about. <clears throat> yeah, because you like a like a lemon or a orange or a potato would be something that you would use. Is it an mm, ionic okay. an ionic solution? Yeah, maybe I don't know enough about the yeah. chemistry side. I think I'm I think make it's it very iconic. Similar similar to a battery, maybe. Um, with your with your liquids that are in that, possibly. Oh, that's an interesting one. But that that, that does sound like another it's, experiment wait, we can banana. add to the list. Is a banana like alkaline? A? Do you guys know? I don't actually know. Because an orange will be acidic, and batteries are an alkaline, are they? Uh, so maybe the maybe the banana like. Well, uh, no. Um, batteries gets the are. PH down. 
batteries are acidic. Oh, are they? Okay, yeah. so maybe that's why the orange thing. To be honest, we need to... Me and Ross have got an orange and a banana, so we will do the experiment. Cool. Sounds like another TikTok coming up. So, so the next bit, um, as always, I have gathered some questions that people have asked us um, through various social channels. So I'm just going to ask you guys um, what they are, and we'll, we'll, we'll see if you guys actually know the answer. If not, we'll just have to ask people to Google it. Um, so the first question is, what happens if a spaceman or woman goes into space and takes off their helmet? Amy, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I think they're not going to survive because there's no oxygen. And when you don't have any oxygen, you die. Uh, yeah. It's and there's no bees up there to make oxygen. Just a shout out to the bees for doing lots Be, of good Just work. to clarify with everyone, bees do not make oxygen. <laughs> they they and do thank in a you way. for listening to the podcast. I really like somewhere. <laughs> no, but they, they... And that is the end of our podcast. <laughs> oh, wow. They, no, Five sorry, episodes bees, in. Bees do make oxygen in a roundabout way because they help pollinate plants and plants make oxygen. Is that not why we are obsessed with bees? So, Ross. That's like saying sperm causes more. <laughs> Beespiracy? That's, oh no. No. Wait, why are we obsessed with bees then? <laughs> so, why do they say if bees die, we're all going to well, die? Well, because, because, because we bees, don't get food. Yeah, because we don't get food because bees pollinate the food. Uh, pollinate the flowers to make the food. To make oxygen. Well, what does food give us oxygen? N- no. And oh, energy. No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. This will be going into. Bees. This is totally going to go into our outtakes episode. <laughs> Ignore the bees in space. But yes, I think a space person would die if they took their helmet off. An ast- because, there's, because there's no oxygen. An astronaut. No other, re- no other reasons. Astronaut. An astronaut. Space person. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so I I think what would happen here is certainly anything that's liquid is go- with, when there's no pressure, anything that's liquid is going to evaporate. It's going to turn into a gas. So, so is that like if they were sweaty or if they sweaty had or a like bottle of Evian? So <laughs> what would ha- what would actually happen if they had a bottle of Evian? It would just turn into gas, and you just wouldn't right. know. More oxygen. Uh, I believe that's called sublimation. Uh, no, it's not. It's called evaporation. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> and the second ed to our podcast. <laughs> I'm a terrible scientist. <laughs> okay, sorry. So, so, like, so the liquids would evaporate there's... into a gas. So on your eyes, so the, there's like your tears Ooh. and your cornea, that would uh, turn into gas. And anything in your like mouth, that would turn into gas. And in doing that, it would sort what of... gas? Uh, it's um, steam. But not that is steam. not. I'm sorry. I, where's steam on the periodic table? It's like, water. Do you mean? Do you mean? Gas. Do you mean water vapor? Your water vapor. So is in H two. So we're talking two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen here. That is water. Yeah. Okay, so that's what you would turn into. So no, I'm sorry. No, what what no, about my bottle? That's only on your tongue. <laughs> but what about my bottle of Evian? It's, it's already water, so it's just turning more into so more water. As soon as you open that, it turns into gas and it's gone. Right. Um, what will happen to you is you'll probably just expand. Like your skin will hold you in place, but you'll expand. God, this is um, like lo- lockdown. Just expanding. I don't know if like stuff like Guardians of the Galaxy that show you freezing. Uh, that would depend on where you are. So if you were sort of close to the sun, actually, you get quite a lot of radiation. Uh, so it might actually heat you up. Um, but if you're further away from the sun, uh, yeah, you will sort of 
turn into a popsicle stick and then just continue moving as a popsicle stick for the rest of eternity. Because yeah, you wouldn't biodegrade at all, you wouldn't sort of fall apart. And Ooh. what happens if they unfroze you? Is that that's never worked, has it? Never been successfully unfreeze someone. I watched a documentary yeah, in school it. called The Iceman. We're getting on to this biology, <laughs> Andrew. Can you unfreeze yeah, someone? Can you? Um, currently, no. Uh, the because of the way. I mean, <clears throat> currently we can't. Un- hey, they we, did it in Austin <clears throat> Powers. We can't unfreeze anybody, but you can. You can currently you can freeze someone, um, but generally, uh, generally they have to be dead, um, and then we freeze them, and then the whole idea is that eventually we'll be able to bring them back. But right now our issue is when ice crystals form, they are too big. So <clears throat> a bit like um, it's think of it in terms of um, you can't freeze salad. So if you put salad in the freezer, uh, and then you take it out, another great I, experiment. I never. I've never okay. tried to well, freeze Try it. Make sure, like, do lettuce or some, something with high water content. Um, so lettuce, cucumber. Put, oh. put it in the freezer and then take it out and just let it thaw naturally. Um, and it just, it absolutely loses all its structure because the cells are damaged um, because so, of the ice crystals so on the inside. Like, so you know when, like, a pipe freezes, it, like, cracks, it, like... Um, yeah, cracks because the water is expanded. Is that what's happening to every cell? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, like that. That's a nice analogy to think about what it's like. Yes. So, Andrew, I'm going to ask you this, and I think this is um, my favourite question that anyone has ever asked, ever. Um, and I'm just curious to hear your interpretation of it. But are slugs just homeless snails? <laughs> Okay. Oh, that that's actually quite a good question. So, um, the answer is kind of yes. Actually, they are. Um, so slugs and snails are um, they're mollusks, uh, gastropods. Um, the cool thing, obviously, about them is that they live on land, which differentiates differentiates them from like the sea slugs and the sea snails. Um, but the only real difference is that uh, snails have the external um, shell, so your your little curly shell. Um, for people at home, I actually just did the action, just in case you want to know what it was. Uh, so, so <laughs> he'll TikTok it later. FaceTime people can see. Yeah. Um, so they they've obviously got their external shell, whereas slugs um, don't have an external shell. They they kind of have a tiny little like inside. Let's go for an inside pouch that holds calcium, um, but one of the benefits of having your snail or your home um, essentially in your back is that, that snails go into it and can sort of block it off. So that reduces them um, from uh, what we call desiccating. Like pr- protection. Protect, yeah. So it's uh, you, at least it stops desiccation, which is the fancy word for drying up or for dry. Oh. So, yeah. So um, you'll... It's you'll... like the menopause for... for... <laughs> I mean, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't the, uh, it wasn't the one I was gonna go for. Um, that's, like, that's where I went. Whereas slugs, slugs have a higher risk of desiccating, so um, not also to be confused with uh, defecating. So desiccating, oh, okay. not defecating, mm-hmm. which is. I, I wish the slugs would all desiccate because they keep eating all my plants and they just need to. You put eggshells down. I know we live together, and I could yeah. have told you that, but you do put eggshells down. Eggshells, I or do it, I could do that from the chicks I have. Or beer. If you want a slightly like, I think eggshells will maybe keep them away. Beer they'll fall into and 
unfortunately, oh, unfortunately I think the little trap, yeah. But it's it's yeah, I think it's a slightly trap. more humane trap. Alcohol that they'll, they'll have a great time. Have a great time. Yeah. yeah. So you mentioned that uh, slugs have a calcium pouch in the middle. Is that a bone? Kind of that... no. So it's it's almost as if it's like to generate an internal structure, um, but it's it's not anything really that's seen to be more protective. Okay, and the last question I need to admit is actually from me because I just want to know the answer to it. Um, but it is: Are you? Why are you more likely? to get ill in the winter compared to summer this is just me prepping for winter okay well um i suppose I, I i can tell you a wee bit about this so um lots of different reasons um but sort of your main ones um is actually the the sort of things that we also want to kind of prevent just now um so generally if we if we take coronavirus out of the situation at the moment um when in winter uh you want to be uh, the weather's kind of rubbish outside, so you're more likely to spend time indoors. Um, you've got the heating on, so it's like that perfect temperature, uh, somewhere around about 25 degrees. And uh, you're Wait gonna... a minute, who's got their heating set to 25 degrees? Well, it's the uh, classic temperature <laughs> of, of, of air quotes, room temperature that we always go with. Um, I mean, you're uh, lucky we're getting to 20 here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but you know, in a in a if you think of a big shopping center, um, or like cinemas or or smaller places, you can easily reach up to the twenty five. But like, yeah, twenty five is our generalized room temperature temperature. Um, but when you're in there, you're in close contact with lots of people, so the ability for um a virus or a, a cold, the flu type thing, uh, to to pass from person to person is increased because you're making more contact. You're with people. Um, you're you're in, like in close contact within these areas, so you're more likely to spread the virus around. So that's like what that's one thing that means. And obviously, in winter time, eh, sorry, in summertime, you're more likely to get out. You're more likely to be you know outside in the countryside, fresh air. You're less likely to spend a lot of time indoors, which is how it's reduced in the summer. But so it's it's all the Christmas parties and having everyone over the whole family over at christmas just everybody doing that means more people get ill not i wouldn't say things like christmas parties um maybe like you just you don't want to not go to your christmas party yeah. <laughs> i just want an excuse to go no well <laughs> coronavirus is a really good excuse at the moment so <laughs> um but no so the like the other reason that you um also happen to sort of get more uh sort of colds and, and things like that in the winter is that um you're actually lacking in a little bit of vitamin d so uh your vitamin d your ability to produce it um is obviously done by sunlight so in winter time uh, certainly in the the sort of um areas of the world where we don't get as much sunlight in the winter we have the you know seasonal places then uh, we reduce the amount of sunlight we get which reduces the amount of vitamin d and vitamin d is actually really important in your immune system to uh, keep it going and sort of boost it a wee bit so you know when it comes to winter time and you want to protect yourself a wee bit more about with with these things uh, you know bump up your vitamin c bump up your vitamin d and you know try some echinacea that's one of the herbal things that works quite well <laughs> just a wee ecky yeah is that like the, <laughs> the barocca do you need to be having that 
thought they weren't great for you because they're like too much. Yeah, no, you like can't. Oh well, it um, for vitamin C it doesn't matter. Vitamin C is not um, fat soluble, so it's um, it's not stored in your body. So as soon as you've got too much, it's uh, passed through in your urine, which is why if you've ever had a Barocca, uh, the very, if you, the first time you have a Barocca, and then you go to pee and you realise. <laughs> My pee is luminous yellow. What's going on? Don't panic. That's absolutely normal. It just means you've got Am too I much really vitamin dehydrated? C. Yeah, yeah. It just means you've you, got you've got enough and you've got enough vitamin C, so it's just passing straight out your body because it's not stored. Um, but is it dangerous to have it every day then, like a Barocco? Because it is like seven hundred percent of everything that it, you need. So it's like your kidneys not having to work really hard to remove that vitamin C. Like all the time. No, 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 because that, that's that's what your body's determined to do. But you could do the same by having like a thousand and one oranges. Um maybe not a thousand and one, five. Um My oranges but... are for phone charging purposes only. <laughs> but no, I, I mean your body your body is built in order to to ugh, this horrible word that I hate, detoxify uh your 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 system so it, it that's why you like put your feet in some water and it all your detox uh, like your toxins leave your body yes. is that correct yeah hashtag fake news um <laughs> but yeah you know so so but things like you know your um you know obviously stick to the recommendations so if it says take one a day take one a day don't take any more and um, because it's not vitamin c is not something i would necessarily be worried about because like i say it's not stored in your body but there are other elements that come or sorry there are other nutrients that come within those barocca tablets that you don't want too much of um, and therefore stick to the like the dosage guidance it's it's there for, as someone who used to work in that sort of thing it's there for a reason so yeah please stick to it Ooh. um but yeah i mean it's uh, again yeah vitamin c is one of those ones that you don't need but vitamin d uh, yeah, I mean, you can get it from lots of different places, but, you know, there's supplements there. Uh, most of the time, it's chewable vitamin C. Um, and I think it's... Yeah, I've started on the kids' gummies. It's uh, vitamin D up. Vitamin C is recommended... Uh, vitamin D, sorry, is actually recommended for um, older women who might suffer from things like osteoporosis because they're not getting enough calcium in your diet. So vitamin D also helps with getting calcium into your bones. So vitamin D is, like, great. But I mean, if you can't get vitamin D in any form, literally go outside, and in the so sun. It's, so it's good for storing calcium. So should we uh, should give some some slugs. Well, it doesn't. So it doesn't increase their calcium pouch. Uh, no, because it doesn't. <laughs> it, 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 it doesn't store calcium. It helps. It, it helps, helps you absorb me. it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Nice. Okay, that was interesting. That's. Um, I'm just really chuffed that I got that question answered. Um, so basically, the outcome of that is we all need to be taking some vitamin D. Yeah. So, guys, um, if you've got a question you want to send us or you want to correct any of the science that we've talked about or give us a little bit more information, please feel free to email us at ireditos at gmail.com or find us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, or TikTok uh, at ireditos. Um, also, guys, if you're listening to us um, on podcasts, on whatever podcast you listen to, Apple, Spotify, Podbean, um, whatever your way to listen is, um, please drop us a like, uh, please subscribe, and also drop us like a little review. We like to hear um, what you guys think, and it also massively helps us um, find out how the podcast is doing. Um, so thank you very much, and we will see you on the next episode. Bye. 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 Bye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.